0: before you the name of Jesus today, Lord. I'm so honored and I'm privileged to be here, Lord. I know that this is an ordained moment, Lord. The specific moments that have a line to make this happen are just too, too good to ignore, Lord. I pray that the congregation, Lord, that our hearts are open, their ears are open, their minds are open, Lord, that they, that they will be as open as I am and as willing as I am to be a vessel after this. Lord, I am nothing but a mere vessel. I am a stained land and you are my shepherd, God. And I pray that the words that come out of me, Will be done in the name of Jesus. Amen. amen. Mm-hmm. So, I talked to a lot of you. I talked to like all of you. If you don't know me, my name is Victor Press. I am a student pastor here. That um, also is a great as a colleague of mine, me and my wife, who you just saw, uh, minister. We do the youth here on Wednesday nights. Um, it's been a privilege to serve those uh, guys uh, and girls, and like, we're growing back there, and we have a good time on Wednesday nights, 6 o'clock. You have teenagers. Bring them. You do cool things, but the most thing to do is be born into them with love and and, and hope and peace with Jesus Christ, and and that's the most important thing that kids need today. So I want to talk to you uh, a few moments uh, about when we're having, right? Peace, love, joy, hope. Those are the the Sundays and the the topics of that. And my pastor asked me to speak a couple weeks ago. Talk to you right now here. Didn't really give me a chance to, you know, him at all. So I said, uh, "Well, yeah, sure." And, um, and he uh, he said, "Hey, just pray about it, get back to me." And you know, I couldn't shake it. You know, this is something that I've i probably tried to get away from for a long time. Um, but then I, I, I was dealt with, and we'll leave it at that. So uh, that's something that you can't shake. And uh, so I want to talk to you. You know, your faith. There are words that have great meaning in defining roles, uh, words like love, faith, hope, peace, joy. All these words are, they're wrapped up in kind of one story, the greatest story of all time, the Gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the greatest story of all time. If anybody ever asks you, tell me a story, tell that one. Tell that one. I personally, I like the recollection of the, the, the there, but you um, can pick your own story tells some of the greatest miracles on earth, the virgin birth, that's a miracle, like, that, that's a miracle, uh, okay. well, that's all i got to say about that. All right, and um, of course the ministry of Jesus Christ, the miracles of the ministry, right, the, uh, the miraculous of Jesus Christ, the healing, the watering, the wines and that such. And then the resurrection, which is also the great, one of the greatest miracles, and that's what kind of sets our faith apart from the rest. Of the world's religion, right? Now, we believe that we have a Messiah. There's a lot of people that believe they have a Messiah, but we believe that our God is the one who sent his Son, and he was resurrected. And he was the ultimate Lamb. He was a sacrifice for the world and their sins. So, that, that's, that's what our faith uh, says. And this morning, I want to talk right off the bat about a word in our faith that I think, you know, I don't give a i say this, uh, often it gets overlooked. Uh, I guess look Maybe sometimes it's taken for granted, and uh, and that word is. True peace, what does it mean? Well, let's look into this for just a second. This is the teacher coming out of You have to forgive me, but uh, one scholar defines it as a time of zero conflict. Zero conflict. Who has days with zero conflicts? Webster, you can't define something well, that Webster, right? That's so what the world says. So they say peace is. They give you several definitions. A state of tranquility or quiet. Freedom uh, from disquieting or oppressive thoughts and emotion. I like that one. Freedom. I may go ahead and end somewhere down the line. Three, harmony and personal relations. Interesting. Husband's lives. Take that one. Come or keep quiet or silent. And while all those are grammatically correct, let me tell you something, right quick. They all fall short of the peace of the glory of God. They all fall short of the peace that comes with Christ. So we're going to look at what the Bible says about peace. And if I had to title this message again, it seems to come down here again. You know, I find a slideshow, I'd show, show it to you, but I can't. Uh, I would title this Peace is a Person. Peace. it's a person. I'm going to read from John 16, John chapter 16, as you can pull that up, verse 16. Now, this is kind of lengthy, but stay with me. I've some of this. I've read John 16 about three or four times for different things. And then back a back uh, did a sermon or a series called Anxious for Nothing. What that? Remember that one? Let's do it. a bunch of anxious kids. All right? So, we do that. Yeah, and, and I stuck for 16, and what's going on in John 16 here is that that Jesus is selling his disciples, what's about to happen? He's prepping them, giving them all the stuff, but I want to read these verses because at the very end, I read this for a different time, and this is what so much happens to us, right, when we're reading stuff, and it hits you differently, okay, so I'm going to read this John 16, starting in verse 16, it says, and he's talking to the disciples, in a little while you won't see me anymore, but a little while after that, see me again some of the disciples asked each other what does that mean when he says in a little while you won't see me but then you will see me and i'm going to the father and what does it mean by a little while we don't understand i have mean, been there you don't understand something i mean you've had that question to them. Like a kid not understand the place for Understand those are peace meeting words, or those are peace seeking words. Somebody's looking for some assurance. Someone's looking for some peace. You ever heard those words? You ever heard those? I'm a teacher. Right? You ever heard those? They sound like this. They sound like I don't understand, or I'm worried about this. You see, anxious people tend to create situations in their head, right? Before it even comes. I know a couple others, but I won't say it. They them in the back. Right? They're often met with, "Don't worry." And it's open and be okay, you got this, words, 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 right? What do we want? We want evidence. We want something tangible. We want something we can take with us, right? You see, when people don't understand something, they want at the very earliest possible time to be reassured. Or if their anxiety gets worse, they want at the very earliest possible time, right away, we don't understand, explain it to me, I'm not leaving you tell me what's going on, right? I'm also married. So, well, I find myself explaining myself a lot, or at least trying to reassure my lovely wife that what I've done is not going to kill us. Uh, you know, what I'm trying to do is not going to kill us, right? She needs those. She needs to be, she is that peace. She needs to be reassured. So, that's just a little context there. I'm going to continue reading. In verse 19, Jesus realized that they wanted to ask him about it. So, he says, Are you asking yourselves what I meant? I said, In a little while, you won't see me. But a little while after that you're going to see me again I tell you the truth you weep and mourn over what's going to happen to me but the world will rejoice you will grieve but your grief will suddenly be turned into wonderful joy it will be like a woman suffering the pains of labor I've got to stop right here I right have to stop Jesus says it will be like a woman suffering, and, uh, suffering in the pains of labor I'm going to step away here for a second I'm going to talk to the men Jesus Christ is the only person ever I don't think Wow. seconds later, the next room over on the other side of And for what I think are pretty defining remarks. I've read John 16, John chapter 16, so many times. I love the conversation there. I love the dialogue between the disciples and Jesus. But Jesus explains why he has told them in his closing remarks. He says in verse 33, I have told you this so that you may have peace in me so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, because I have overcome the world. You may have peace in me that struck me, that struck me, struck me, struck me. I, was, I, I left my house last night, and I went to my office at about 10 o'clock, and I got away from everybody. I got away from, from my family, and I, I got away, and I, I went to a 326-acre campus, the High School. All the lights and this is great went and I walked my office door and I began to pray and I began to study and I read over John three sixteen again and I could not get off of that. You may have peace in me. And notice Jesus didn't say these, I say these things so that you can have faith in me. Right? Surely by now he's done enough things so and they believe in the guy. I mean, my goodness. You know, of course so that you can be proud of me when all this happens. Like, I'm your rabbi. I'm your Messiah. Right? He said so that you can have peace in me. Peace in me. Peace is not a thing, it's not a place. Peace is a person. Peace is the person of Jesus Christ. You see, He doesn't prep them to soften the blow. He preps them to educate them that from now on, you'll never have to take another blow alone. You'll never have to take it alone. My peace is with you and me. You have that peace where we're going to get through this thing. In other words, He's telling them all the bad is coming. I want you to know that you can, your repairs on me. I have overcome all that is in the world. There's nothing that is in this world that can stop my, my peace. My peace outweighs everything that this world can bring to you. And it, 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 the, the sovereign king that rules over everything and non-living. He's the he's the one at which everything begins and ends. And now he's shown him plainly that when you are in these, when these things are going to happen, that you can have. The storms are our life. We the aftermath. We don't have to worry about what comes next because the Bible says our peace is in Him. He's overcome the world. Nothing, nothing in this world, that nothing in this world that can be found after you. Superior to the peace provided by the One who's conquered You see, not, He's already conquered the world, and that that peace is through Him. Some call Him peace speaker. Some call Him peace keeper. The most famous is the Prince of Peace. So, first summers is 101. That's three points. Okay. Uh, so buckle up, that was a strange joke. If peace is a person, then applying that said peace takes trusting that person. I'm going to say it again. If peace is a person, then applying that said peace takes trusting that person. So, point one, peace. Peace takes trust. They go hand in hand. I'm going to read from Mark, the, the story from Mark 35. I love this this uh recount of this story. Mark 4, verse 35. It says, On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And the other little boats were there also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was a great filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? Then he arose, and rebuked the wind and the sea, and said, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But then he said, he said to them, Why are you so fearful? I wish that you have no faith may Fear exceedingly, I said to him. who is this? And even the wind and the seas obey him. You know, nothing says peace but sleep. Right? I mean, it's, it's a wonder that the Messiah came in the form of a baby. What do babies do? They sleep. But sleep but poop. Right? Right. But they sleep. Hopefully, that one of the way. Hopefully, he sleeps all day long. You know, nothing quite says a life's sleep, but there's such a great parallel here he's in the middle of a storm, and what is he doing? He's sleeping. He just what he is. Now, I want to get something clear here. I mean, they're about to die. They're in a boat. They're tossing and turning. The disciples didn't fully trust Jesus to restore order, but I believe they may have panicked themselves to death in that kind of situation. Okay? They had to trust that he was going to provide them the level of comfort and peace in this situation. Now, there's a certain element of imagery the story provides being that a man, a man, not an entity that they couldn't see, but a man that could speak to, calm nature. Calm nature. It's all those other defining pieces I spoke of earlier quite off the desk. You know what I mean? So think about it like this. There's mass chaos in your life. You're searching for some peace somewhere, somehow, something. You need peace from your worries and release from what you're going through. But you know, before asking for peace or relief from someone, you're going to find someone you trust, right? You're not going to ask somebody to get you out of a situation that you don't trust. You're going to go to a stranger and say... I'm dealing with something very spiritual, something very dark, and I need you to help I me. Mean, you're going to go to somebody you trust, so that, they, so that they, you know, they can help you in that time. Now, I, I want to get, uh, I want to get something clear as I go down into this, deeper into this, is that, you know, when you don't, when you don't have the peace that Christ provides, you do two things: you A, either take matters into your own hands, kind of nasty there, okay, or B, the situation becomes worse, and often B are married to each other, right? Right, I was a kid, growing up, it six of us, okay? we come in and play all day long. Say, I say, ah, Papa John, uh, we call him Papa John, Papa John. My leg hurts, if your leg hurts, come over here. Bless me in your arm. say, why are you doing that? See, so you're like, my arm hurts. Right, you're not about your leg anymore, Nothing about your arm, right? So what we do, right? When we try to take matters into our own hands, what do we do? We fix the problem with the problem, it's worse peaceless, right? You're so far away at that point, okay? But there's only one person that can provide the true peace because he is peace. You see, finding the peace of God that only God provides, finding God itself. It's not, the peace of God is not a separate part of the pie. It comes with it. Remember, the Bible says our peace is in him. Now, I just want to encourage you, instead of taking matters into your own hands, to call on the one of the winds and seas obey, this happened. This is a historical artifact. This is historian mark that happens. It's history. It's true. Okay, uh, And the same peace that, 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 that Jesus Christ spoke over the wind of he can speak and can last for you in your life. I also feel like this is important because it is our lack of trust that caused us to take matters into our own hands. It's our lack of trust. That's what peace and trust go hand in hands. I want to make sure that as I go further in this, I, 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 I break down a very, very misconception between release of our struggles and release of some pressure in our day-to-day lives and total peace that comes in Jesus Christ. the God who sees us, the God who cares for us, the God that will never abandon us. Peace is not found in a thing, it's not found in a place, it's not found in a substance, but it's found in a person. The person of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. I'm going to speak off the the notes for a second. There's no drug, there's no hobby, there's not a thing in this world that can provide you the comfort and peace that you need. There's nothing that can calm your spirit, there's nothing that can calm your heart, there's, there's nothing that can allow you to go on without a worry like God's peace. Put your trust in Him for eternal peace, not things were temporary release, and things that will give you eternal peace. This is my second point as I'm coming up to this. And, you know, there could really be about ten points here because the peace of God is so magical, but I want to make sure it doesn't get missed anymore going forward to, to compare to love and being and being hope and all that. So peace is for all. Point two. If you can pull up uh, uh, my next scripture, The the, the peace that that, that Jesus provides, guess what? It's free. Hey, who likes free things? Me, I'm a teacher. I keep saying that. I'll tell you, I know all my stories from my my real job. We have uh, every Monday morning, or every morning that they want us to not quit, they say, hey, the teacher card's coming around, you can get free item, Right? So The nature of my job is I'm never actually in my office. I'm not living in my car, I'm going to school to school, doing quitting stuff. But if it's free, my first. Me it's, free, right? it's free. We like free things. You like free things? Yes. We like things that are free. It don't cost us anything. In Ephesians 2 14, when the Gentiles and the Jews are coming together and they're writing this thing, and it's talking about them, it plainly says it right here in, in, in chapter 2, verse 14. It says, For he himself is our peace. He himself is our peace. I can stop right there, but it gets better. Who has made the two groups one? has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside his flesh, set aside his flesh, the law with its commandments and its regulations. His purpose was to create himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put death to their hostility came and preached peace to you who are far away, peace to those who are near. For through Him, we both have access to the Father by the Spirit. Can I say this? This hit me like a ton of bricks, because I see it every day. The number one breeding ground for division is a community. The peace of God is absent. I'm going to say it again. It's not for you to me. The number one breeding ground for division, for walls, a community where the peace of God is not found. I think that if the relevant word for the church today, I was going to use this uh, maybe last week? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe not until it's last week. Uh, we, the Wednesday's running together. Uh-huh. churches do the love of Christ right. I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's really just fine. Showing the love of christ is one of the greatest things that we can do as Christians. Is to to it. They do that right. Churches do that right. They open their doors. They love them, folks. They feed them. They give to them. They shower them with love, and they show the example that we're supposed to be. Churches do hope right. You know, churches are looking for the people are sick and the hopelessness, and they want to 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 show them. members, somewhere there lacks a piece of peace over a situation. I mean, that's what it boils down to. Somewhere, if there is a wall built up in your heart, maybe even, the over a certain situation, there's a lack of peace there. And that's what that is. That's the devil's playground. Because Because the devil can get that peace thing. The thing that's really not, I'm going to say it again with caution, but I, I, I don't hear it enough, at least for me, the peace of that. Peace. What it Maybe that's not why. So, is that easy? I mean, God's peace is for everyone. We see it right here. He brought the Jews and the Gentiles together, right? Is it easy? Is it that easy just to accept it? Or not? Now, my toes hurt because I stepped on them all. I stepped on my own toes So, I just want to hear, yeah, before I get to this next sentence, and I'm as guilty as anybody, I'm just the only person, not me and myself, I'll well also tell you. Um, the peace of God is free to us. 53 verse 5 says, But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities, and the punishment that brought us peace was upon him. Again, I've heard this verse a thousand times. I read it last night, and I'll spend that. The punishment that was brought, that brought us peace, was on him. And that hit me like a ton of bricks, and by his wounds, we were healed. So, one author writes it beautifully and says this God's gift of peace is. It's not for those fortunate. It's not for the select few to have all their lives all together. Who are those people? Uh, I want to meet you after the service. Uh, God's plan is that everyone would accept his peace. Peace was the first attribute spoken of him under the very first declaration of his life. Luke 2.14 says, Lord's to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Who heard that? I'm stuck on these words. Peace on earth. You know what I think? For the first time, true peace was on earth through the virgin birth through the the living Jesus Christ. What do you mean, peace on earth? Peace means know, Have you ever read the Old Testament? It's full of conflict. I mean, there are times where there are are no conflict, but I mean, every king before that had some sort of conflict. I mean, it was there. Okay? There are wars, there are this, there are that. Man, this proclamation could have been delivered, been delivered to kings, it could have been delivered to leaders, and yet the heavenly announcement came to shepherds on a hillside. I'm no king, okay? I'm no shepherd, but I thank God I fall somewhere in between, and I have access to that peace. It's not a very base, it's free for everybody, and all we have to do is accept it. There's the hard part. Why do we accept God's love, God's joy? when things are bad instead of trusting and accepting peace. Uh, we get healed, maybe. We ask God, why? We turn to other methods. Why do we take matters into our own hands? Why do we go to Facebook? Oh, that's on the yes. Just get that one, not okay as quickly as possible, greater than the need to allow what's going to happen to happen while standing under these That was kind of long but is deep. I'm going to say it again. Why is the necessity, our necessity of feeling okay, quick, greater than the need to allow the process to happen and just stand under the peace of God? Why is our necessity greater than that? No one has an answer for me because I don't have it. Thank you. Difficult to accept. I'm, I'm searching for these answers. We o'clock last night about my office. Can I be honest for a second? As I was in my prayer time, and maybe I'm guilty of this, no, for sure I'm guilty of this. I think it's because we're, we're humans. And you may say, Oh, Perez, that's pedestrian. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. Hear me. There are two parts to the peace of God that I found out, and that this is where the bridge and the gap right here. There's accepting peace. Which to be easy. Then there's keeping it, which requires trust, which we've already talked about. Trusting that he will see you through. It requires obedience. It requires obedience, right? It requires patience, not hopping off on somebody work when you want to. You have to have those things, and God's peace will give you those things. Keeping God's peace takes of God. Acknowledging that you're not alone. You're not the God of your life. And you can't bring yourself out of any situation better than he can. Through his faithfulness, love and peace, he lives But it takes surrender. It is the peace. And we as humans, we have this inherent ability not to trust. Right? You heard the saying, right? Trust takes... A lifetime to build and setting to lose. I've heard that one before? i can go to get to it. i mean, some Right? Uh, well, we, have the, we have the ability not to stay calm. We have the inherent ability to worry, to ask why, to take matters into our own hands that we spoke about earlier. You've got to let the peace of God do its job. You let the love of God do it. Right? right? Let me explain it like this there's nothing wrong me. Now, there's nothing wrong with someone saying someone loves you. Right? Nothing wrong with that? I I uh, There's nothing wrong with someone bringing you joy. I don't see I stand in this drum you now 13 years old. I'm 31, today. We have, we have, the, we have, we have God our Father. That, that, that is the hope to the hopeless. We know that. We can hope on things. We can praise Him. God says He desires the needs of our hearts or gives us the desires of our hearts. We're like that? But there's something inherently humanly wrong when you're on a boat that's about to tip over and the only person that can save you is that's the human part I'm talking about. There's something wrong with that. In there? There's stuff on that boat. And have walking back and forth. The only other that's that's ever done a miracle around here is knocked out. Something wrong there. Okay? Yet yeah, we're supposed to remain calm, right? Uh-huh. Well, I guess the peace is supposed to remain calm, right? And worry free, right? Nothing wrong with I love you, nothing wrong with staying strong and hopeful, but we don't like people telling us to calm down. All right? It's our nature. It's our nature, folks. And that's just me being honest And there's nothing wrong with that. But the peace of God is the best choker you Man, people say, you calm down, man. Himself, you know? it's, the, it's the best one. It's the best one I've been there. I've been there personally. You know, Our human nature takes over. We panic. We get scared. Imagine if the disciples took their matters into their own hands. Then. Right? And and they didn't. And they they just taught that. Well, he's done all these miracles, but this time it ain't happening. This storm is too strong. They don't even worry about waking them up. They jump off the boat. Maybe they drown. I don't know. But it didn't work out. It didn't work out better than God for Jesus waiting to them. He said, peace. Say the words peace. Be still. It's our nature to worry and forget about things. Get it? I believe Christ knows that. Is. I believe that he knows that. I believe that that's why the verse describes that it was his punishment that provides our peace. Ask yourself this. Why punishment for peace? What a dichotomy, why? what an aggressive opposite Why did he have to be punished so that I could have access to his peace? Why? You know, my 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 dad is using his images. Been yeah, and this apologetic, fix all lies, study there, and we share things back and forth that our great right, right ones that we listened to. And, and they dive into these questions, they get into them. And you can't get into these questions and ignore that that's the true definition of peace. You know why? You know, you know why that, that, that dichotomy has to be so strong and so lopsided? And know why? Ding, 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 raise We're all sinners. We're all sinners in this room. We've sinned, okay? And that is why. It's because we are imperfect humans. Hear me. A perfect peace cannot come from imperfect humans. A perfect peace cannot come from imperfect humans. That is why the necessity of his peace in situations must be greater than the need to do it ourselves. I'm going to say, yeah, this, this is necessity. The necessity of his peace in situations, the necessity, the need, because this peace in situations must be greater than the need to do it ourselves. The necessity to wake him up must be needed, it must be greater than jumping out of the boat, okay? They can take any of The necessity, coming to him and resting in his arms must be greater than going to whatever needs you want to go through. It's the only possible to provide temporary relief. So yeah, it's his blood that washed our sins, we are healed by his stripes. But I'm so glad that he went through the punishment of hell so that we, I, me, you, could have peace about about the punishment that we certainly deserve, right? I'm getting warm because it's gonna go away. Guess what? Is it still cold outside? Yes. relationship you have with Christ, you are, in a, you are a liability and I'm a liability to someone that's searching for peace they think that they have to have. And you cannot be that liability. Our whole future generations, my son, your grandkids, unbelievers, they depend on seeing this peace through us. They depend on you. The unbeliever. We're searching for it. The Bible says we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. The world is in desperate, desperate need of examples of God peace. There are too many Christians, uh oh. There are too many of us walking around high strung, stressed, far away from the answer to our problems when well, we know where it is. Why is that? The minute something bad happens, and I hate this saying, I try to use it. The minute something bad happens, people say I'm a lose-lose. There are power and words most people often Instead of hiding under the shadows of the wings that God has for us, we're having us in His peace, why does it? What does it say about Christians that we show the love of God? Some churches are doing it. They're doing it good too. If we show that it's a way of, of God, happy, 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 joy to the world, right? But the minute something is bad, something is tough, something's not going right. the minute of our heartship is hard, awesome. the peace of God is nowhere, is nowhere to on us. It's, it's not Where what, what is it? Why? And another reason that, that I believe that this gift often gets overlooked as I said before, is I think. It boils down to this: or Could it be that it's rarely displayed by the believers? I don't know. Now I'm guilty. I don't know anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm as guilty as they come, and that's exactly why I'm saying this. Because this man's an extremist in my eyes. I deal with situations. I've dealt with them. I may not share one simply, but um, I'm the first one. I'm the first one to take matters into my own hands. Thank you. Some of these people don't mean some of these people know the, floor, the dark places that I've been. Somebody- Talked to him. I talked to him quietly in my office about Christ. I've there's hope for you. You know, you can come to my church. You know, I'm, you know, I, I got people that you can talk to. You know, I have a, I have a dad that will, that will talk to anybody that you On One Saturday night before our biggest show the uh, one Saturday. Saturday. I got it on Saturday. I have a show on the next Saturday. I'm supposed to travel into my lane and go and I got a phone call. of this <laughs> Saturday, we we're going to be in and out the door in about five minutes. Anybody that's ever been to those tournaments know you don't want to get there and be eliminated early. So I'm fighting now for my own sanity, for my own sake. And I talked to this kid and I said, you know, a, a, a lawyer's giving me some of your options. And you know, the best thing that they may do is they may give you the community service, man, but I say, well, we're going to I'm going to talk to you, or maybe you can start that community service another time, maybe you can still travel with us. I said, no, no, you could not travel. This must be paid for, and this must be dealt with in a timely manner before you can can do anything. So I said, well, I'm going to court. notare che è Who are you? something else.